You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kelsey Charles here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. This would only be the part of the show where my lovely co-host, the one and only Megan Murray, would come in and have something super funny, super witty, super culturally relevant to say. But alas, I have to request that you all send her well wishes. She is unfortunately a little bit under the weather today. So I'm taking over, you guys, but don't worry. We've got some really great content for you all on the show this week. We had the one and only Jane Slater from NFL Network joined us, and she gave us some insight into really how this Cowboys draft panned out. She has some sources throughout the league that had some pretty good insight into the first rounder. I know that was a controversial pick for a lot of people. You know, in general, O-line's not going to be your sexy pick, if you will, right? But I think you'll be surprised on what some of these other front offices around the league had to say about him. And you know what? You just might leave feeling a little bit better if you weren't already about the solution that this team has in place. So without further ado, got Jane Slater, NFL Network, coming up next. All right, joining us now, one of my favorite people of all time. Um, I consider her a friend, but also a mentor. She's just one of the greatest ever to do it. NFL Network reporter Jane Slater is hopping on the pod. Jane, welcome. Hello. You, I I don't mentor you. I just encourage you to uh, shine. And I'm so glad that you're doing more in this space because we need to hear more of you. And I just, I've loved seeing your career grow and blossom. And I just know that there's so much further to go, Kelsey Charles. Um, you're the greatest ever. Listen, we can have a whole podcast on women supporting women, but this is actually one of the ones that does that and calls when there's opportunities. So if you are in a position to help, always do so. Lift while you climb. Um, so, all right. We will not talk about that now because I feel like we actually will do that one day on a separate podcast because I'd love to have that conversation with you. But I want to dive into Cowboys. There's been a lot going on. I mean, we all know that covering the Cowboys is crazy as it is. It's been an insane offseason to say the least. And going into the draft, it actually felt like it was pretty cut and dry about what this team needed, obviously due to the departures of Amari Cooper, you know, Randy Gregory, that was a shocking discovery in itself, O-line holes, and then just knowing the, the tenure that you have with a Tyron Smith. So they did address all of their needs technically on paper, but I want to get your thoughts on how you feel about the caliber of talent they are bringing in the door this upcoming season. And do you think it's going to be sufficient to get this team to where they want to be when it comes to postseason time? You know, it's interesting. Steven Jones said, you don't win uh, the draft in the, in the off season, even though I sort of laughed at that because the bucks and the Rams certainly did, but the Cowboys have really tried in recent years to get out of cap hell. 
And I think they've made some moves that were maybe frustrating to fans, but I think it made sense for their books. Uh, And as related to the draft, Jerry was talking a lot about this moving up. I didn't really buy it. I mean, we hadn't seen them do it in a decade. And the last time they did it, they had buyer's remorse, right? Like the tax was so high for Morris Claiborne and it didn't really flesh out for them. So I thought if they were going to move up, it was going to probably be in the second round, but they held, right? And so as a result of it, they got nine picks and they addressed positions of need. I absolutely said they needed an offensive lineman. I, they have just not fared well with offensive linemen that have not been in the first round. And while I didn't know much about Tyler Smith to begin with, and I think it wasn't a sexy pick, right? Right. The fact that he has that position flex on the left side that can play guard and then he could potentially be uh, your left tackle of the future, I think was a big deal. But the fact that I actually had two teams uh, that reached out to me and say, we love the pick, love it. They just think he has such a high upside. Uh, they think he's coachable. And then when we listened to him on the podium, uh, he really endeared himself to us. He seems like he had almost the personality of Terrence Steele, like this desire, this want to get better. Um, and we're used to quiet offensive linemen, right? With the exception of Travis Frederick, who I think had a, a good personality when you got him going. Uh, this kid, I just thought was effervescent. He seemed hungry. He seemed humble. Uh, and does that translate on the field? I don't know. He did talk about his alter personality, which I thought was uh, fun to listen to because a lot of those guys certainly show you that. But I thought specifically I had one team and I, I, I don't want to name the team, uh, but a team that has been a playoff caliber team tell me that they had looked to trade up for Tyler Smith. So I've been saying on NFL Network this week, if that's a justification Cowboy fans needed for that pick, there you go. And I would submit that Zach Martin wasn't as sexy as Johnny Menzel. When Travis Frederick got picked, that wasn't a sexy pick and they worked out for him. So I think after listening to Tyler Smith and talking to some other teams about him, I want to reserve some judgment uh, on that. But it sounds like they they did address a position of need and that was a good pick in the first round. Yeah, I think a lot of people were concerned. You talk about the the loss of Connor Williams, right? And this is the most penalized team. I believe it was at the NFC East at the very least, maybe the NFC. And so- they One of the most penalized teams in the league. Hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. look at us just getting all these records. Um, yeah. I guess though that, you know, position flex is wonderful and you want that when you are developing a guy or at least there is a school or, or a thought that believe that's a positive thing. But what ha- What about the rawness of where he's at? I kind of called it the Terrence Steele effect. And I want to get your thoughts on if you kind of, if you agree with that sentiment where they saw what they were able to do with Terrence Steele and undrafted free agent out of Texas Tech they really got him to a position where he was starting caliber, at least in their mind. So they thought, hey, we could probably do this again. But are you concerned about where he is developmentally and the fact that he did have this talent that probably needs to be hardest a little bit more because we don't want to be repeating all these penalty issues they had in previous years? I mean, this was a kid that wasn't even drafted by any of the Texas school. I mean, you know, looked at or recruited by any of the the major Texas schools. But I think that there's something to be said about a chip on, on your shoulder. I mean, it certainly is applied in my own life. Uh, so again, I don't want to discount the kid, but I, I, I agree with your sentiment there. I think the more concerning thing to me is I did have at least one source tell me they don't necessarily trust Joe Philbin as a development guy. Now, I don't know Joe Philbin well enough because of COVID. I've had one touch point with them at a Pro Days, and I, I found him to be a likable guy. Um, he had thoughts about the offensive line. Um, but I don't know enough about whether he can or cannot develop the offensive line. I think they got really cute last year in terms of like trying to move players around and that didn't necessarily work for them. 
Uh, but I think ultimately the want seems to be there from Tyler Smith. The want was certainly there from Terrence. So I remember he won like the off season awards for being there and putting in the work. And I think he really endeared himself. Everyone I talked to, I couldn't get over the love affair with Terrence Steele. Like this obsession with him as like a person and the work that he had put into things. Tyler did seem, and that's why I brought up that example. I didn't know that you were also lightning the two, but they, they felt very similar in terms of approach and mentality. Uh, but I think ultimately whether this is going to work out or not really falls on Joe Philbin uh, and coaching. I mean, if you talk to a lot of people, these penalties, that's a coaching thing. In other words, can you coach these penalties out? I had asked uh, Mike McCarthy point blank if he saw the correlation and he did not see the correlation between the most heavily penalized team and then picking up a player uh, that was one of the most penalized in the FBS or the fact that you sit a player packing because of the penalties. Uh, he seemed to think that they were getting back to the fundamentals. And he liked the fact that a lot of that just came from his tenacity, his physicalness. And they think that they, they can coach that. And I think at 21 years old, that's a possibility. 100%. I just think we'll have to wait and see, but uh, I mean, the, the, the talent evaluation from other teams was very high on Tyler Smith. Right. So as someone who's, who's covered a large portion of this league for a long time. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience, because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I would love to get your thoughts on the school of thought we just mentioned with position flex. There is definitely a camp that believe that's a positive thing. And then there's also a camp that says, you know, you're a master of none. And when, you know, we were talking to our friend who you actually introduced me to Duke Mannyweather this week. And he said, listen, moving inside at guard, you have to play a lot faster. You have a lot more time on the outside with that tackle position. So it, it's, you're not, not everyone is Zach Martin who can do everything well. So do you feel like a majority of individuals actually value that position flex, or do you feel like that's a bit of a stopgap in terms of creating the line that you need, but with a lower level of talent as it stands maybe right now compared to what you had in previous years with all that expertise? I've literally brought this up on NFL Network repeatedly, and even today I'm like, jack of all trades, master of none, right? Like, 
don't you want a true guard, a true left tackle, a true center? Um, I think that they've just got so many positions that they've got it. Like that offensive line is not what it used to be. And I kept arguing the reason why Ezekiel Elliott hasn't had the two years that he would like is because of that offensive line. And so I think they're just really trying to fill positions of need along that line. And then they hope that these are guys are going to fall into a natural position. In other words, I think they feel really good about having uh, Terrence still now over there on the right side. And I think they would feel really, really good if he could take this left left guard spot uh, in the interim. Then if they have to move him over to left tackle, great. But if he excels at left guard, then you go and get a left tackle. Um, but I do just think just based on need and where the injuries have sort of stacked up and how some of these mid-round offensive linemen haven't really turned out the way that you want them to, they sort of had to do this out of necessity. You know, the most bang for your buck, in other words. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so moving on to other parts of the draft. First of all, when the Bills traded up, I was very, I really did think they were going to go wide receiver. I don't know if you thought the same. And I was thinking that they were going to do that because they knew the Cowboys needed wide receiver. And I was, you know, are we doing Sky more? And then it shows what I know, right? I mean, they went corner. So, but we obviously did get a wide receiver. And then we also got defensive end in the second round. Are you thinking these are going to be day one impact starters? Again, when you have the whole replaced with Randy Gregory, that was whether, whether or not you believe that he was where he needed to be capability wise I think he still personally has some upside but then you look at the fact that Michael Gallup might not be a day one starter because of the status of his injury so are these guys that you feel can come in the door day one and and be impact players or do you think hey listen they're wonderful but they're still going to be a bit of a some growing pains I think some of these guys are going to be raw to start not dissimilar from what we saw from Trayvon Diggs right remember he was kind of hit or miss his rookie season he'd have these great games that he'd flash and then other games he struggled. And then, of course, he got hurt. And then he had just this monster year last year where he sort of got on a roll. I think that's what we can kind of expect from some of these guys. But I think in terms of most immediate impact players, you're going to immediately need to see Jalen Tolbert because of Michael Gallup. The way they're talking, it sounds like it could be like week two or three, right? It doesn't even sound like maybe it's he'll just miss week one. Um, and then in terms of your uh, offensive linemen, you absolutely need Tyler Smith to get going there on the left side. We'll see how it shakes out with Tyler Ferguson, the tight end. Um, how are we going to see McEwen before him? Or are we going to see him get involved? I think what's interesting about him, and I brought this up today too, Dalton Schultz and him are apparently very comparable. In other words, same size, run the same routes. And here's a guy looking for a long-term deal. They gave him the franchise tag because it was like so much cheaper to tag him. If he's that much of a uh, Dalton Schultz light, why give Dalton Schultz the contract, right? Because they keep thinking the way that you are successful is you draft these young players in the draft, you get as much out of them out of the five years, you're going to probably lose some of them, but then you're going to hold on to the Zach Martins, the Dak Prescott's, you know, the Michael Gallup's. So it'll be interesting to see how this Tyler Ferguson, a Wisconsin guy, you know, much like Travis Frederick uh, plays out for you, uh, while you're also simultaneously trying to figure out what to do with Dalton Schultz. So I think most immediate, you're going to have to see something from Jalen Tolbert. Cause I don't know what to make of James Washington. Uh, if he even makes the roster, quite frankly. Right. Um, so you're going to have to see something immediate from him, something immediately, obviously from Tyler Smith. And then we'll sort of see how Sam Williams shakes out and Tyler Ferguson. Interestingly enough, it reminds me of the class with like Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen, where you really saw all those guys pretty quick. And if you look at last year, we saw a lot of those guys playing pretty quickly too. So, you know, credit to the draft department. Uh, they're not as wild as Bill Belichick and some of the picks that he makes. 
Uh, <laughs> but I think that they do sort of roll the dice on some of these guys. Uh, and some of them have really worked out for them in recent years. All right. So I want to close it out. We've got some fan questions, a little bit of a rapid fire for you, because again, um, you have just such a great insight into this. So, uh, are you thinking the Cowboys are favored to win the NFC East as things stand today? Because again, like it seemed like other teams in the division did pretty all right. Namely the Eagles. I was not thrilled about that personally. I think the giants are going to be very interesting to watch the Brian Dable, uh, and, and sort of his offensive mindset and where I thought that the defense already was. So I'm sort of keeping an eye on the giants I just think Washington still just kind of, you know, uh, trying to figure their way out. The Eagles, I thought, had some interesting pickups. Uh, it'll be interesting to see A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts together, Whew, that division. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, I think this division certainly got better. And I don't know if the Cowboys got better or worse. Like, for me, it's still like a TBD. Um, but I do have a lot of faith in just uh, – Dak Prescott as a whole. Um, so we'll sort of, again, see how this whole thing shakes out. All right. Yasin wants to know, do you think that Jalen Tolbert was the wide receiver that the Cowboys were locked in on, or do you think they lost out on other guys that were on their board and it became a bit of a necessity? I think based on their position of need and where they were picking, they absolutely, uh, I mean, they were high on Tolbert and they wanted him at 56. Right. And so they were able to get him at 88. I think that they were, I, I, I would have been shocked if they'd picked a wide receiver in the first round, um, especially because there were quite a few wide receivers there. Right. But I would have been shocked if they'd picked a wide receiver in the first round. I thought they could have picked a wide receiver as high as 56, mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't shocked by picking them at 88. And I think, like I said, they had had a lot of conversation with Jalen Tolbert and the fact that Jalen Tolbert had had a conversation with Dak Prescott ahead of the draft tells you how high on the board he was. I've never heard of a quarterback reaching out to a prospect that you would have taken in the second round. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. So if you weren't surprised by that, was there a pick that was surprising to you at all? I mean, I do think the Tyler Smith thing was a little uh, shocking because there was guys like, I think Tyler Lindemann was on the board at the time. Um, uh, Nicobe Dean, the linebacker out of what was it? Notre Dame. Uh, who else is on there? Jermaine, um, the defensive player was on the board. Um, and then they grabbed this offensive lineman, which I've been preaching for weeks. Like, just go get an offensive lineman that can help you accomplish your goals. So I was glad that they did it, actually. I, I, I just couldn't imagine adding another wide receiver in the first round. But with that being said, we've also had this debate lately. With a wide receiver, you look at how, uh, how desperate some of these teams were for wide receivers in free agency in the offseason – it's so much cheaper to get a wide receiver in the first round of the draft because you get the fifth year option. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you hit on a great wide receiver, it's actually cheaper to get them in the fifth round and get them to play on that initial contract, as opposed to redoing their deal. So I guess there's two ways of looking at it, but I just, I thought that they needed a, the, the offensive lineman they've picked in the second and third in the mid rounds just have not worked out for them. Yeah. And to me, the weakest length of this team has been the offensive line in right. recent years. Which is so alarming to even say. Such a shift from recent years. I know. Used to it, be like the Great Wall of Dallas. So. I know. It's so weird. I'll never get over it. Now we're talking about the secondary being good. I'm like, excuse me? Like, I will never be over that. It's just, you know, football. It's the greatest reality TV show of all time. Okay, so final question for you. 
overall, how did you feel like the Cowboys did in the draft? Are you thumbs up, thumbs down? Are you still, hey, listen, there's a lot to be proven and it's it's hard to tell right now. I think B minus, given where they were picking, I don't, I mean, I don't think it was like an A plus draft. I don't think there was anything sexy, but I think that they, you know, they hit on all of their needs. Uh, you know, I think the tight end was big. I think getting a wide receiver was big. Offensive linemen, they, you know, what they did there twice and got two offensive linemen. They still address defense. Um, so I think they did a good job of sort of staying disciplined, sticking to their board, um, picking the guys that they really felt strongly about. And I think like the collaboration of the group. And if you look at it, the reason why they're not so active in free agency is because they feel so good about their draft picks. And a lot of those draft picks have worked out. I think ultimately, though, this is going to come down to coaching. Um, Mike McCarthy, they even said it. It was almost like they were setting him up. He's had a lot of say in this draft, a lot of say into who they're picking. It's almost like they're putting this on him to make this thing work. And, you know, he and the rest of his staff only have one year left on their contract. So I think it's going to be a very interesting year just for that reason. All right. Well, you heard it here first, everyone. The Cowboys did indeed check the boxes, but it sounds like there is still a lot to be proven. Jane, thanks for joining us. It is so fun to follow along with you on Twitter, obviously, for all your NFL updates here on Slater NFL. But my personal favorite would be your Instagram, Jane Ashley Slater, because Listen, if you like NFL, obviously you follow her there, but then she's also got this really cute rescue dog named Pepper and all the DIYs you're working on. So um, <laughs> it's just this well-rounded content. I mean, I love it. It's perfect. It's just super up my alley. So thank you for all of that. I love you. And I'm so proud of you. You're so knowledgeable. You're crushing it. And I hope to see you doing a couple more spaces. Uh, you know, you need to be doing some more sports. So I love seeing you doing this. Thanks, my friend. We appreciate you joining us. We will have you on again soon. Jane Slater, everyone. Big thank you to Jane for joining us on the podcast this week. She is always so insightful, so amazing. One day I will take her up on the conversation about just how supportive she's been. Um, she really, truly is one of those incredible people that has been just women supporting women. And I just think it's so important in general to lift while you climb. And she has done just that. So um, anyways, Guys, thanks so much for tuning in this week. We really do appreciate it. I know a lot of you sent in questions on my Instagram and on social media. So thank you for that. You can come hang out with me on social media. Um, I think that'd be kind of fun. I am on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. And if you want to hang out with Meg, which you should also be interested in doing, she is at Meg Murray with four R's on all channels. And again, since she's just not feeling super great today, please send her all the good vibes. I'm going to close this out, though, because I don't get to say this often, at least on this show. And I just feel like it's important we remember this now more so than ever. Dallas forever. Philly for absolutely never. Birds are simply not real. Bye, guys.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.